Welcome to a brand new episode of Child Like Talk. This is Casey, and I have with me three guests uh, who you may have heard on some other podcasts most recently, depending on how I put out these episodes. Um, this might come first, but we, <laughs> we actually did a, we did a really big uh, MCU bracket, but you'll recognize the voices if you listen to our uh, other podcast, Those Geeks You Know. So who are Spoiler you? Spoiler alert, we all voted for Fantastic Four. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> What's your name? What's my name? Don't say she. My name is my name is Dave. Uh Bob. Lauren. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show, guys. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having Thanks us. For having us. Yeah. We're so excited for you to be here. Um, <laughs> for the record, I just I'm distracted because I'm staring so. directly at your movie collection. And the movie that keeps standing out is The Cell with Jennifer Lopez. Great Good movie. Great movie. I love, there. Do, I really do love that movie. No, that movie's awful. Oh my gosh. I've never seen it. It's a good movie. Can we just say that this podcast is brought to you by Ketchup Chips? This Which podcast awesome. is brought to you by Hollowed. Canada. Shut up. Please, <laughs> please check Kickstarter to fund Hollowed. Written and directed by Casey Bucker. Actually, this hallowed with an O. This is this is a true story. Uh, we did reach a hundred percent. I did. I have talked about this on because I think the other podcast is going out later. And, yeah, and the thing might be done. So this one though will be out in time. And yes, the hollow Kickstarter is still going on. Thank you guys for all who have funded already to get us to that hundred percent in nine days. Woo! Um, and. Keep it going. I got some stretch goals in mind, and I and I want them. We're excited I want to, to give them to you. We're excited to see your creative vision, and I'm excited to hold a juices. physical copy of my own comic that I'll frame yeah. in yeah, my house. Absolutely, and people will go, "What's that?" <laughs> I wrote that. Which page. one of your 15, <laughs> which one of your fifteen rooms are you going to put it in? I'm going to put it in my geek room. In we'll the put it right, right in the right. in the front and center. So I'm very excited about this. We're sitting in my geek room now. So this is our, I don't know, fourth hour of podcasting or yeah, something. It's, been, it's a marathon. It's been a marathon session tonight. Help us! Um, but we don't get up to all hang He's out with each other locked all of the doors. He stopped feeding us water. But we have, ke- we have ketchup chips. There's a toilet yeah. right there, I keep guys. telling him. <laughs> that's a bucket, Casey. Drink. It is. I keep telling yeah. him I have kids that I want to see and doesn't work I, you specifically said i don't have anywhere to be <laughs> <laughs> i believe it was i don't have anywhere better to be but yeah. okay. um but we all used to work together at a little place called family video if you've ever heard of it it's a video chain that still survives and kids yes, they are out there, they kids. Are still out there. and kids movies run for free yep that's that's true so that's do you know that all new release movies if they're five nights are now rent three get one that's crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. Why don't they still get that quarter for those sales? Right. Man. Um, so, yeah, that's that's something that exists. All right, so we're going to get into, <laughs> some, into some news here. Just going to throw them out and you just kind of go around. Use the hand-raising thing so we don't all talk over one another. We're really good at that. We're really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ted 3. We got a picture from Entertainment Weekly showing Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves inside of a phone booth. They do like their 30th anniversary things, or they do like anniversary issues of stuff. They also did like an anniversary of Dawson's Creek. I think it's like their 20th uh, year reunion. But um, Bill and Ted, 30 years. What did you? What do you guys think about the possibility of a Bill and Ted three? Um, 
I was Raise not. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I am not a Bill and Ted fan. I didn't okay. think the first two movies were very funny. I'm also kind of leery on Hollywood's um, recent need to redo or reunify everything. Don't get me wrong; I'm currently enjoying it. I'm a Roseanne fan, um, and I, I did like the the picture of Bill and Ted. That was kind of funny and, and a good uh, homage. Um, but I'm just nervous that it's leading to a downward spiral of shit we don't want reun- reunified. Yeah, I mean... And? You're all staring at me, so I figured it was my turn. <laughs> um, I'd probably watch it. It's not something I'm going to run to the theater to see. I, it, it seems like it should be a Netflix project. I, I would, think so, too, yeah. I would totally probably watch it on Netflix. Um, I mean, I'm all for... Bringing back nostalgia, I mean, I get sick of it at times, but who knows when we'll get to see this kind of stuff. Um, a lot of people probably thought they never would. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's see if John Wick can be funny again. So, I just want to play off of what you said, it's a Netflix thing. Is that what Netflix is becoming? Is I don't want to pay to see this in the theater, but I'll watch it in my own home. Netflix is becoming, hey, director and actor, here's $100 million dollars make a movie for Netflix instead of the theater. Yeah, do whatever you want. I yeah, it's care. like an Just alternative good. It's like an alternative to the theater. So some of their stuff is um theater quality. It just goes to them first so that they can have exclusive content, ultimately raise prices for customers, but boost their library as well, and not just be like a rerun or a knockoff or like that third wall at Family Video, the third row. Mm -hmm. Not just like that weird shit. Like to me, they're giving, like they have a Scorsese film coming out soon, don't they? Like they do. It's it's legit. So do you do you because I'm going to pose more questions with our background. Renting movies, we used to think that Redbox was going to put us under. Do we see this becoming, do we see Netflix taking away from the cinematic experience? Do we see that becoming threatened? I, 100%. 100%. I mean, you have Netflix, you have Hulu, Disney's launching their own streaming service. Every major network has, you know, their shows available on their websites um, so TV and movies are becoming an on-demand thing. If I want to see it, I want to be able to push a button and get it in front of my face in five seconds. Nobody's really... I mean, theaters are always going to be possible because the first time you're going to see it. But it's going to go from theater to Netflix, and it's not going to stop at the, at the movie store anymore. Well, my point is, you're saying instead of going to the theater, it's going to come out on Netflix. So why choose the theater? Um... I think because you're going to have certain movie um, studios that, that aren't going to want to partner with Netflix. They're going to want the big box office drop. Um, either that or you're going to have people that aren't don't want to conform. The older crowd who isn't tech savvy uh, is still going to go to the movies. Um, so, I don't know. I just think that there's certain titles that there's absolutely nothing like going to the theater, seeing it on. People have home oh, theaters, but... To see something on the IMAX screen or to hear that that system, it's just an experience. I think that it'll hurt the video industry. I don't think it'll hurt the movie industry. Um, Are we the norm of everybody who wants to go? We want to pay to go have that experience? Or are we becoming, as a society, I want to sit home and I could have it here? Look at Black Panther's sales. That is the norm now. I mean... 
We're breaking records every time a new film drops. Uh, that's an, that can be argued. Black Panther is a cultural, revolutionary film. So in that case, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, as good as uh, Deadpool was, it didn't make the same numbers well, that Black Panther did. Oh, agreed. I understand the significance of Black Panther and how that's why, it, you know, the fifth largest grossing movie of all time or something like that. But what I'm saying is, is if you look at every time a Marvel movie comes out, almost every single one has had you know pretty high numbers. Almost every single one. That's becoming the norm. So, no, I don't think we're the abnormality. I think people are paying to go see these movies in theater. Well, you just talked about comic book movies specifically. Yeah. And I think the, the talk is about movies. Yeah, just in general. Just movies in general. Because... The box office has been slumping the last few years as far as people going to the theater. To Dave's point, nothing beats a cinematic experience seeing a Star Wars movie, seeing a Pacific Rim, seeing... You know what I mean? Like, there's certain movies that really... Like, Bright? Bright would have been pretty kick-ass in the theater. You know I what think, I mean? I would have spent the money to go yeah. see it. Um, what about something like Shape of Water just won Best Picture, right? Yep. How did that do in the theaters? I mean, they just don't release it to as many theaters. Plus, it's rated R. It's about a woman having sex with a fish. I mean, it's not like every general audience member is really going to want to see a weird-ass movie like that. I just more meant it's one Best Picture. So it must be, I mean, I, I realize Best Picture is based off of different things. But you would assume Best Picture, probably a good movie. Right. So, worth a cinematic experience? I mean... Or would more people have just paid attention to it if it was available in their home? I think more people would have paid attention to it if it was available in their houses. I personally, that's one of my favorite directors of all time, so I rushed to the theater as soon as it came out. But, um, there was actually a thing by uh, Spielberg this week saying that he doesn't think these Netflix movies deserve any Oscar attention. And... I kind of don't agree with them. I kind of think that, why not? It's a movie. Mm -hmm. It's released. Yeah. I understand it's the Motion Picture Association of America, and it's the Academy Awards and blah, 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 but they're still making really good movies on Netflix and Amazon and everything mm -hmm. else. It's like, I think we're getting to a point where these movies should be contenders against some stuff that's in theaters because some of it's better. Or at least give it a category or something. Well, yeah, that could be another thing. I mean, they also need to have a ca uh, category that's just for motion capture and uh, acting. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that should be a category at this point. Yep. So. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. No, that, it's, it's, that's a really good conversation, especially for all of us who've worked in the quote-unquote movie industry for mm -hmm. as long as we did. I mean, like, it's valid points. Anything else? No. All thanks to Bill and Ted. That's it, Bill and Ted. Thank you, guys. Um, where's Hawkeye? Avengers Infinity War is coming out pretty soon, and Hawkeye's missing from all the promotional materials. Is he in this movie? I think he's at home with his wife and kids. Um, I think he's in the movie, but there's also... Isn't there like a total of like 68 characters in the movie? Like Somebody's going to get buried, maybe just not significant, not... I mean, we've talked about the fact that this is going to be, they've said it's going to be a heist movie, and I think if there are, if there's a character that I would feel like is doing something... Heisty thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, I would say probably, uh, I, I would say, um... Yeah, man. No. <laughs> well, I mean, 
Yeah, technically he's a thief. But yeah, <laughs> he's say, the only thief. <laughs> I would say like Black Widow and Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I can, to me, that's easily explained away. I, I don't think it's like him. He's dead, or whatever. But I what think, he, think I think his. I, I think he may play a more major role in this film than anybody gives him credit for, so they can't really release it. Or at least that's what I'm hoping. I actually completely agree with Lauren. I think that... Well, so here's one thing. When they first started filming, they showed Hawkeye in a different costume. In what he... Like, they call it his Ronin costume. Um, they have not released anything official about it, but there was, you know, pre-production photos or whatever of that costume. So... I think he's in it. I think he plays a significant role. They just don't want to ruin it. Can you elaborate on Ronan? Just the costume is like another... It's just getting more comic accurate. Every one of his costumes have gotten closer to the comics. At first, it didn't look like, you know, typical Hawkeye, and now things are getting closer and closer to it. But you say Ronan, and I think of the character Ronan. No, it's just... It's, like, they ju- they're it, just the same name? It's just a Hawkeye character. Okay. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, both New Mutants and... Um, what is the other one? Dark Phoenix have been pushed back a year. Um, they were supposed to come out this year, and then first New Mutants got pushed to next... Uh, February, and now Dark Phoenix has been put to that slot, and then I think New Mutants is maybe next August, I'm pretty sure. So, well, first of all, let's talk about that. What do you guys think about Fox pushing back these uh, these I, I, dates? I think it's super weird and super dumb. I mean, we've got trailers for New Mutants. Like, I just feel like people are going to forget about it. It also makes me think the movies aren't good. I mean, I have my, I have my worries about Dark Phoenix anyway. Um, and New Mutants, while I was excited about it, it, it's definitely a chance and a jump in a different direction, like a horror-esque kind of superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes me think they're not confident in it. Um, I also wonder if it has anything to do with the pending sale. Oh, good point. Um, just jumping off of what he was talking about, the, the New Mutants being horror, uh, was I, am I correct in saying that they were reshooting because they wanted it more horror? Yeah, I was going to bring that up, so yes. <clears throat> so, that I mean, that's intriguing to me, just because that's a totally new... I mean, it's not a new... It's like a genre within itself. Yeah. Like it's a comic book horror movie, so... Trying to flip the script a little bit. I mean, I'm excited to see a comic book horror movie. Um, the trailer didn't do anything for me. They said that they might introduce an entirely new character. Or not new character, but an additional character, which is why they've been doing reshoots as well. I think it's twofold. To Dave's point, I think, like, something with the sales going on. Like, to me, I think this is their last-ditch effort where they're like, okay, in 2020, the characters are all going to Marvel. Let's make these movies good. Maybe they weren't that competent with the ones that were going to come out this year. Maybe they are like... Uh, like this is another random shitty Fox movie, <laughs> you know, shitty Fox X Men movie. Right. Um, like Age of or it's not Age of Apocalypse, but what was it? Just Apocalypse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is Age like, of Apocalypse. It was bad. X-Men I mean, it was a bad movie. And then that was the introduction to these new X Men characters, and maybe they really just want to kind of give them a good send off before they go to 
before they go to Disney. So I'm okay with people taking more time to shoot a movie if it's going to turn out good. I agree. But I'm also concerned with what Dave said that people are going to forget about it. Oh, for sure. So it's definitely new mutants. Like they're not known characters. Like right. who knows? Like people, that's going to be a whole new marketing campaign they have to do. Yeah. Bob looks like you're about to fall asleep. Well, I mean, I don't really have much to contribute to this topic. <laughs> I don't really know much about the the talk, and um, neither one of the comic books are ones I read or I'm interested in. So, um, I will say also, uh, John Hamm was supposed to be up for the role of Mister Sinister. In the New Mutants post-credit sequence, which now with the reshoots, we probably won't even see that. Don Draper, I wish he would be more in more stuff. So that's exciting to see if he is in it. See him as Superman. That's what I'd like to see, like an older Superman. Yeah, I think John Hamm could do a good job of that. Yeah, we ever saw Kingdom Come, something like that. Be down, old Batman. I'll see that. You just want to see him as old. Somebody? I just want to see John Hamm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's a great actor. <laughs> Um, switching gears over to the, uh, you know, stick with more, um, Marvel. Um, Can your voice get any higher? I think he's just stroked out there. <laughs> just stroke. Um. Burning toast. Captain Marvel. Um, what do you guys know about it? Brie Larson. That's all I need to know. But go <laughs> I saw some, uh, some images online today of her in the costume or whatever, and it, it looks good. Um, I'm worried that it's going to... I mean, Wonder Woman did really well. Wonder Woman was also one of the first female superhero New Age movies, and I'm afraid this is going to be kind of just a duplicate of that. I, I'm worried for it because that is the only thing that people are going... I feel like the first thing that people are going to compare it to. And because, in my mind, DC is being held up by Wonder Woman, it's got a huge shadow to come out of. And uh, not that I don't feel like Marvel can, but I, it concerns me. Yeah. Uh, first, I have two things. First question, DC is being held up by Wonder Woman. What do you mean by that? That's the only memorable film oh sorry, sorry, DC film it's film. it's like holding the up the DC okay yeah universe. I thought you meant yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. stopping it or no I'm it. sorry I'm sorry okay I, I, that is the only positive I, I can take out of the DC cinematic um <laughs> no I agree secondly I mean I think it's it, I'm sure they're gonna do a good job Brie Larson's amazing um super talented and huh I just made some some noises um and I think that Marvel obviously has a formula. They obviously know how to make good movies. Um, I think this is similar to Black Panther as to where it's a cultural type of uh, movie and it's going to open up a lot of girls' eyes to another... I know they have Black Widow, but this is another female character that's strong. She's going to be, I think, a major player moving forward in the Marvel Universe. Um, so I'm actually really excited about this. While I'm excited you mentioned Black Widow, I have always been left wanting to see more of Black Widow. I don't think that they... I would love to see more of Black Widow. Well, everybody would. I just looked up Brie Larson and... But yeah, uh, you will see more of Black Widow. Well, I I just think that... (laughs) I'd love to see some more of her, too. Um, I'm, I'm hesitant to see how they can do... You you said they have a, um... They have a formula. They have a formula for these strong male leads. Not saying that 
it won't work. Um, but I never really thought that they ever really wrote uh, Women Black well. Widow very well. Like, I, I've always been left wanting more from that. I mean, she's a pretty major character in the arcs. Um, Captain Marvel or Black Widow? In Black Widow so far in the movies. Like, she's in all of them. She has a pretty important role. She's the co-star of Winter Soldier. Yeah. That's... That's fair. And Iron Man too. Like she gets introduced. Like she's in a bunch of movies. I just Captain Marvel is a is so much more powerful than Black Widow. I think it's going to be much more easier for them to tell that story and make her seem legit. I hope so. I have high expectations for it. High hopes. Um, kind of counter argument. The Wonder Woman thing. Wonder Woman's a good movie. And it meant a lot to a lot of people, and I think as far as, like, a female-driven superhero movie, they nailed it. Um, The third act sucks. I mean, really, it breaks down to another shitty CGI character. People forget it, but it does. The opening sequence is one of the great... Well, not the opening, the beach sequence is one of the greatest things I've seen. Marvel has nothing to worry about with with Captain Marvel. I mean, it really doesn't. I mean, because at the end of the day, they've knocked it out of the park consistently for ten years... So when that movie comes out, coming off of Infinity War, who, what's next? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, that's... like that's it. Like there is no because of DC's struggles, it's it's just not even in the same ballpark at this point as far as like cinematic universes go. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, kind of with what DC did really good in Batman vs Superman, was introducing. Wait, what? Um, what, what they did in Batman vs <laughs> Superman, introducing Wonder Woman, and getting people excited about the character, Marvel's going to be doing the same thing in Infinity War. Captain Marvel's confirmed to be in that movie. The first one. In in, in one of the Infinity Wars. So we don't know Wars. where, but just we don't she know, will but be she will show up. Okay. So some other things. Um, Captain Marvel takes place in the nineties. Uh, we learn more about Shield. We learn how um, Nick Fury loses his eye. He's the co-star of the movie. We also got confirmed this week that... Wait. Really? Yeah. That concerns me slightly. Ronan, go on. Ronan's in it. Well, well, go on with your concerns first before I jump into it. Well, I just stuff. think that he... Nick Fury and Samuel L. Jackson... Are the same person? Well, yes, but <laughs> they are... Like, the character and the actor are so... Old? The same person? No! I mean, they're just, like, such a, a, a big deal, I guess, that you're having a... They're trying to legitimize this movie by by putting in a character that people like and... Yes. Like, mm. we're having a Captain Marvel standalone movie, but we're it's going the, to make the... It's the same reason why Iron Man was in Spider-Man. It's the same reason why Batman is in every DC animated movie. Yeah, I mean that's or, 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 or all all the cinematic movies for the most part. Yeah, they need a t- they need a thread to tie. They need a thread mm-hmm. because this character, like the Guardians, is so from out of nowhere. Like, who is this person? Right. Now, this movie will start off on Earth, and then it's going mm. full cosmic. I don't think we're going to spend too much time on Earth, but Nick Fury is going to be in it, and we are going to learn some stuff. Um, Agent, I would say to me, like Fury in this role, kind of is like. Rosario Dawson in the Netflix show. She, I think I feel like he's just going to be the thread that kind of ties everything together. He'll have some important parts, but I don't think he'll be like a super. I just don't think he'll be a super major focus. I think they'll put a lot of the focus on Captain Marvel. 
I hope it's weighted correctly is basically my concern. Yeah. But I think, again, for... We're different. We're in this world. You know, we're, we have a, we're talking on a podcast about this sort of stuff. The general audience just needs to go, I don't know her. Oh, maybe I saw her in that other movie. Oh, I've seen him like ten times. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. where's he been? <laughs> like, Fair. that's all it is. Like, I think they need they need that person to to guide yeah. them. Um, right. We also got con- confirmation that we'll be seeing uh, Agent Coulson return. Clark Gregg, um, Ronan, your favorite from mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, and Korath, his like kind of right hand man. They're all coming back um, because she gets her suit. From the Cree, like oh. in the movie, and Ronan is a Cree, so we're gonna see the Cree and the Skrulls. Uh, the Skrulls are the shapeshifters of the Marvel. Universe. Can they use them though? They can now. Yep. Intriguing. Yep. <laughs> so they can actually say the word Skrulls. Mm-hmm. So what's fancy about her suit? Like, what is powers? I think she. You I mean she Does can she fly? Get all of her powers from her suit. I don't know anything about Captain Marvel. I guess I should preface I don't that. think she gets all her powers. So sure, she's half Kree or something. Or yeah, I, I think, no. It's Kree? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. At one point, like, Rogue took her powers from Captain Marvel, and, like, that's how she got the ability to, like, fly and punch things. So it's like, again, it's Marvel. They can do things with their own characters where they kind of, like, pick and choose, like... I'll make you have this power, because I can't. Yes. Like, the Infinity Stones or the Infinity... They're the gems. You know what I mean? Like, they, they can do what they want. So, I don't know exactly how they're going to do her origin story, but I like that it takes place in the 90s, and hopefully we hear some 90s hip-hop and some grunge music, some Spice Girls for Bob. Um, <laughs> hey, don't knock on the Spice Girls. This whole Spice Girls soundtrack, I think they do the score as well. Perfect. <laughs> Remember that for a tiebreaker. At least time. they'll tell us what they want, what they really, really want. Hopefully, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer. I hope they show up as Ant Man and the Wasp in the nineties. I think that would be kind of cool. That would be like Michelle cool. Pfeiffer. She's His, er, she's playing uh, Janet Pym. Yeah, Janet Van Dyne. Janet Van Dyne. Yeah. yeah, she's in the Wasp one. Yeah. Yep. But 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 wait a minute though, because Wasp went into the. Uh, the microverse. micro microverse, yeah. Yeah. They go get her? Well, I think it might probably be like another flashback like they did with mm, Ant-Man. Okay. Right. But But they probably do go to have... get her and pull her out. I was going to say, I... I thought Ant-Man and that left it as now they have the technology to do that. Yeah, so I think that's probably one and of the She's just been floating around. She's just been falling for 30 she's years. She's been shrinking I'm and sure, falling. Yeah, and... I'm sure she'll come out of that healthy in the brain. It's Michelle I think Pfeiffer. you just wrote the movie Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> I think, I think that's Michelle literally Pfeiffer what we're going to find out. Crazy Wasp. Oh my gosh. Does yeah. such a good cat woman. <laughs> crazy. She's got, she's got a dangerous mind, that one. Guess not, a, <laughs> not a comic book movie, though. Um, Coolio, but not a comic book movie. So we're going to switch sides to DC. Um, and we're going to talk about Aquaman. There hasn't been a trailer yet. Movie comes out in November. Director James Wan tweeted out and said he's not ready to do it. Um, the CGI is not as good as he wants it to be, and he's not going to put out a trailer until he's ready. So while I think this movie will be good because I like James Wan, um, he is the Juan and only. Ooh, um, I I just hope it's not like 
aqua bro like i hope that they actually spend more time on man. in in the water and like i just hope they tone that part of his character down and just to make it like a more realistic aquaman instead of like frat boy who smashes glass bottles into the ocean do we know which is very non-environmental right. by the way right. <laughs> do we know like when this is taking place is this like an origin is this like a what happens in atlantis is this question. post one one night in like... atlantis i think is what the post <laughs> <laughs> so i've actually been doing a lot of research on aquaman recently like the character or the movie the character okay um so finding out some of his backstory and um you know the storyline different origins and other main characters and so on. Um, he's actually got a pretty unique backstory. Um, you know, kind of uh, half god, half human. Oh my god, he's a merman, basically. And he's also, I mean, people hate on Aquaman as being one of the hater, uh, um, worst uh, comic book superheroes. However, he's actually got some pretty badass powers mm-hmm. that rival um, Superman in some ways. So I think if they do it well. Um, it can be a, a really solid foundation to another, you know, offshoot of their franchise. However, at this point, DC, just give me a respectable movie that I don't have to try to defend to my friends. Like, just give me something. Try being the cute like, God, <laughs> oh my God. You've aced comic books. You got them. Yep. Sales every week. Animated, through the roof. Animated films. You just can't translate that to a movie that gets people in the seats, man. What do you think their issue is? Like, they don't have a... I think their issue... And they need that? The, the, your, your issue is this. Correct. Marvel is making a comic book movie. DC are just making movies. Give me the comic book part of it. Tie it together. Make it the grand story. Give me a story arc. Give me what I'm reading. Stop trying to make it a movie that you're going to sum up in two hours. I think... Um... Well, I'll just say about Aquaman. James Wan, who's done The Conjuring, who who did, um, jeez, what else am I missing? I thought he was tied in with the Insidious people, but he yeah, might no, it. he's the producer of Insidious. So yeah. great horror director. I was gonna say horror. Big horror director. I he has not failed me. He did one of the Fast and the Furious. I think I was he did say, yeah, he did. Fast like he's just too. he's a fantastic director, and um, I trust him. Mm-hmm. So I think that. He won't fail us. I Saw. Think, he wrote Saw. Yeah, I think he won't uh, screw it up. Um, I I think to your point, I think Shazam's going to be that comic book movie. Just seeing like those set pics of like that big bright costume, knowing that it's a kid. They've said it's big with superheroes. And to me, that sounds like the greatest movie ever. I just, but that doesn't solve the problem though. The, the DC, in my opinion, DC's problem isn't writing a movie. DC's problem is you don't have to turn the entire comic book into two hours. Do what Marvel does. Let some storylines linger. Let some storylines go between movies. Build me a bigger story arc. Stop, right. stop giving me these one-off, two-hour, summed-up everything. I was going to say he also directed one of the best movies you ever suggested to me, and that's Death Sentence. He did? Yep. Just Wait, look, Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon? Yeah, just looked it up. Oh, that movie is great. Yeah. <laughs> I love revenge movies. Oh, I have seen that movie. Yeah. Sorry. Took me... Dead Silence was okay. Does it concern you that most of those movies have, like, a horror aspect to it? A puppet in it? No, because um, John Watts, who directed Doctor Strange, is a horror director. Okay. 
the guy who's directing Shazam is also a horror director. He directed Lights Out. Um, they're going in that. It's weird. So the guy who just took over DC, their cinematic side, but not a Kevin Feige, but he's running their movie division, is another horror producer. He's produced most of the horror movies that have come out. I think he just produced it. Do you think that's a positive? Because I think it's DC a positive. Darker and no, because I think that horror people more than any other people get that they do different genres all in one. They'll do comedy and horror. They'll do romance and horror. They'll do action and horror. And I think other than like a romantic director, that's it. That's all they can do. They can't do all the other stuff that a horror. That's director a really can. solid. It's a solid point. It's <clears throat> a solid point. I also think that in a horror movie, you have to tell stories and build characters. Like you have to make someone afraid of something. You have to make. So I think that will help. I think that um, the ability to tell those stories and build those characters um, will help. Plus, a lot of them get a lot out of a little, as far as the budget's concerned. Um, So they're also used to telling stories with not a ton of uh, help or a ton mm. of money or whatever. So well, that's the other thing. They don't spend as much money as some of these other people. Like, Joss Whedon directing Avengers... That's like one of the cheapest Marvel movies, and it still is like, what the hell? How did this dude do that? <laughs> like right. on such a small budget. I think they get like they also get fast uh, shooting schedules, and some of these big directors don't get that. Scorsese, you're not gonna tell him that he has a shooting schedule. He's gonna make the movie whatever he makes as long as he wants to make it because it's him. These horror directors, it's like, listen, we're giving you four million dollars. You make your piece of shit movie, we'll turn a profit on it, and you keep doing it again and again. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that's the thing. These guys are used to being in a grinder, and now they're kind of getting a playground. And they're going to do the best that they can because they're used to making shit movies. Yeah. Maybe not so, shit. I mean, the contract's fucking amazing. So what is the first movie that he has been in this position, this new faggy-type person, to see from start to finish? What is his first Final product that we're gonna see. Probably Shazam will be the first one, and then Wonder Woman, um, too. Yeah, because Aquaman was already in production right. with uh, Zack Snyder's regime. So, I, I yeah, you know, I have hopes for Aquaman, but again, it, it could still have the backwash <laughs> of these other films in it. Excuse me, like, you know, Justice League, which is. I, I mean, I want it to be good. We say it all the time. I really like, want. I, we, I always want them to be good. I want to go see a comic book movie every month, and I want it to be good every month. Like, I don't want bad uh, comic book movies. I don't want DC to fail. They have some great characters, great stories, great tales to be told. I want them to do well. Um, and I'm, like I said, I'm hoping this movie does well. It's different, too. Like, this movie's going to... It should take place in underwater. We haven't really 90% seen percent, probably. Yeah, we haven't seen that before. So they have this opportunity to build a world an asgard or a wakanda type you know what i mean yeah. atlantis like this is really different and they they have the ability to really knock this out of the park and i think that um i think they will like i really do think they will do you think they did well with the underwater scenes that they had in justice league no no does that scare you no different, no. different director yeah okay. I think uh, he's had enough time to build it and get it right. And, um, you know, again, I hate to draw these comparisons, but I I watched that Avengers recently, and I had such a fun time even now. I was laughing, and I was 
you know, oh my gosh, this is so thrilling. And I was like, I wish, I, I looked over at my wife and I go, I wish that DC movies made me feel as good as this movie. Like, I want to see Batman and get giddy and goosebumps mm-hmm. again. Because it's just been, when's the last time that happened? Batman Returns, for me. <laughs> like, where I actually got excited. I mean, there's scenes in Batman vs. Superman when he's like, beating up all those guys and he throws like a huge crate at them like there's scenes that stick out to me but i want a movie start to finish that i'm just like that was a blast the whole time dark Knight, but yeah yeah oh yeah but still that's not like a i know that you don't I still don't think it's a comic book movie. i know that you don't think i'm just saying it's a batman movie that to me was a yeah. ride from start to finish because of batman He's in oh, the no, movie. It's a Batman movie. Yeah, like times. he's a dude in a suit. He's not Batman. It's a Batman movie is what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's the last time I was excited from start we to have, finish. We have literally had this fight a million times. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Speaking of Wonder Woman two, uh, Pedro Pascal, best known from his roles in uh, Game of Thrones as well as Narcos, is joining Wonder Woman two. Don't really know who he's going to be. Could be a bad guy. Could be a good guy. Could be a new love interest. We don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, do you know him? There you know are rumors. Think? Yeah, I think he's the main character in Narcos this season. Um, yeah, he is because they switched. Um, but I, I think that he's a good actor. I mean, I, I know that they've talked about a love interest. I still personally think that's going to be Chris Pine coming back as Steve Trevor, descendant of some sort. Like his grandpa, or his grandson, or Yeah, or something like that, but I mean... Isn't that just weird, though? Like, wouldn't that be kind of weird? He signed on for a multi-movie deal. Flashbacks or something. Like, you were dating this guy, and now you're going to date his grandson? It's comic books. It's kind of suspend weird. belief, you know what I mean? I mean, no, it's, no more, it's no more weirder than an Amazonian with a, a lasso of truth and... <laughs> An invisible jack. And a guy, a guy who dresses up like a bat. It's too incestuous. And another guy with like a weird bottom half of the face. I don't know. I was going to make a comment of, does she need a love interest? But thinking back, does every Marvel movie have a love interest? Winter Soldier does not. Fair. And that happens to be my favorite Marvel Civil movie. Civil War doesn't. Which Captain America movie does he kiss the Agent Carter's? Daughter or whatever. Voltron or Civil War. Okay. Oh, actually, probably Civil War. It's one of them. I'm saying that could be considered a love interest. Right. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think it's Civil War. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think any of these do. Because I think most of the time, it doesn't work, and it brings it down. Like, Ragnarok, no love interest, great movie. You know what I mean? Like, I think when they don't do it, it turns out better, in my opinion, so. I, I think especially with this, like, with Wonder Woman, like, if you want to make her this, like badass chick who yeah, doesn't, doesn't need a dude to wear just, down yeah, yeah i don't i, like I just don't forced. think it's needed yeah i don't yeah. Think, i agree if, if, i mean steve trevor's throughout all the comics i understand putting him yeah in if you yeah. put him back in it great but i don't think you need to bring on another unless it's bruce i don't think i don't think oh well yeah if it's batman for sure yeah i don't think that's the purpose he served in the movie i think the purpose he served in the movie was that he could be the damsel in distress and that could, you know... No, it worked for the first one. Yeah, but no, it doesn't, right. he, I'm talking he, about he, a, right. a new like, character. I, you guys are saying that, does she need a love interest? I don't think that's what his 
goal was. He wasn't the love interest character. He was the damsel in distress that she could save, and she could come in as the hero. But she still loved but it's him. All she was hung him. up on him. Yeah. That picture. hundred years later, yeah. she doesn't date anybody. I think it served a um, Screw that, dude. You're a hot well, Amazonian. I mean, there was also some some draw between her and Bruce Wayne in the... In the... There was, but I mean, she said for a hundred years she didn't deal with men. The world of man. Like, Really? <laughs> Seems a little drastic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like he cheated author, on you. He legit died a hero. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, swear off all men. Let's just kind of give it. I mean, even Peggy Carter was hung up on Captain America, but damn, did she not get married and get another dude? I mean, wasn't one of the main storylines from <coughs> Wonder Woman like the power of love almost? So maybe he is not necessarily. Like he he was the love interest. Like I, that it was her realizing his sacrifice that made her. Yeah, I think he helped humanize her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I see him. I don't agree with finding another. I, yeah. Yeah. Unless it's Bruce. Yes. Or Clark. Or yeah, fucking weirdo. He's got Lois. Ugh. He smells good. Yeah, but not anymore. Never like Lois. In the comic books now, Superman and Wonder Woman are married and have a kid. I'm saying, yeah, I'm just saying in the movie, like he, unless something happens to Lois and he stops smelling good, then it's true. Never gonna happen. Well, he might find out that Wonder Woman's mom's name is Martha. Oh, that's oh, true. Then I gotta date my mom. <laughs> um, all right, Frank Miller yes. is developing a show called Cursed. Um, which is told through the eyes of Nimu, a teenage heroine with a mysterious gift who is destined to become the powerful and tragic Lady of the Lake. So it's a twist on the King Arthur story. After her mother's death, she finds an unexpected partner in Arthur, a young mercenary, in a quest to find Merlin and deliver an ancient sword. Over the course of her journey, Nimu will become a symbol of courage and rebellion against the terrifying Red Paladins and their complicit King Uther. What do we think about this? Coming to Netflix as a series. So, medieval series. Medieval fantasy series, though. I thought Frank Miller was connected to some new um, Sandman series they were doing. Uh, No, that's Neil Gaiman who created Sandman. Oh, that's right. That's right. Frank Miller's uh, 300. He's got a Xerxes movie coming out. So, he is like a theme here. Yeah, Yeah, he did um, Sin City... Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Um, so what do I think of it? Is that your question? Yeah. It sounds interesting. I'll check it out. I mean, at this point, at this point with Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and blah, 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 all those coming out with a new series every week, um, you know, I'll, I'll check out the first episode of anything. And if I like it, I'll watch the whole thing. And if I don't, I'll never watch another episode. I'm a fan of medieval times. I'm not a huge fan of let's turn everything medieval into fantasy, like magic and all that. So yeah. I don't know how much that's going to be involved, but I could. If you're. <sighs> like, I don't watch Merlin and, like, stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I like that time. I, I, I love most things that have to do with King Arthur. Like, Excalibur is yes. one of my favorite movies. I love Sword in the Stone, the Disney movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I love this stuff. There used to be a 90s cartoon that was called, like, Knights of the Round Table, and, mm-hmm. like, do you guys remember, like, they had, like, superpowers and stuff. I don't know, it was weird, but I love all that stuff. I, we don't know if there's going to be magic in this. I'm assuming that there is. 
Um, Amazon has like three fantasy series going. They have Lord of the Rings series that they're doing. HBO's doing like Game of Thrones spinoffs. So like fantasy right now is like on the uptick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Lord of the Rings went away, Hobbit came back, but now fantasy is going into high gear. I'm Thank assuming. Thank you, Game of Thrones. Huh? Thank you, Game of Thrones. Thank you, Game of Thrones. Yeah, so I'm assuming this is going to be one of their, like, what is our fantasy series when Amazon's got Wheel of Time and Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings and some other, like, Conan. They're doing a Conan series. I'm with you. I like fantasy. So I'm, I love fantasy, about... so. To me, like, I very much, it's just time-wise, I liked the way that Game of Thrones, like, Game of Thrones is one of my favorite shows. But... Game of Thrones is my favorite show of all time. But 100%. to me, when they started to bring in the magic aspect, that is when I kind of started getting hesitant. Oh, really? <laughs> so, I, I mean, that that's all that concerns me is how heavily influenced will this show be on magic? Uh, I'm going to watch it. I mean, I like King Arthur, like Casey said. The movie that you didn't mention that I really liked is the Clive Owen King Arthur, also, by... Uh, that one doesn't have fantasy in it. Though. No, but no, it's Kieran Knightley. That was good. And Kieran uh, Knightley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kieran Knightley. Yeah, I did not watch the new one with. Charlie. I heard it's terrible. I have too, but I still want to watch. Yeah. I think it's on my queue. Yeah. I would say I started it and then ran downstairs to get popcorn and then never watched it. <laughs> but you give me Frank Miller, I'm automatically interested. Right, you give me King yeah. Arthur, I'm interested. Yeah. You give me Merlin and magic, I'm interested. So. I mean, I I really think it's that perfect storm. Yeah, it could be. This this should be good. It should be enjoyable. Um, so I hope it's good. Yeah. Uh, last bit of news we got for the night. Um, Donald Glover is off of the animated Deadpool series for FXX. So um, we get an announcement earlier this week saying the Deadpool show's gone. Then, in saying that Donald Glover is busy schedule, then Donald Glover tweets out, "Oh, my schedule's really busy," with a, and then he drops a thirteen-page script of what he was writing in the show, including anti-Trump stuff, uh, and you know, Black Lives Matter stuff, like very, very political, very like, wow. If they would have put this on TV, like kind of like when you first watched the Boondocks, if any of you guys watched that, where oh, they yeah. were saying stuff like. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you can say this right now? Like, all the anti-Bush stuff that they were saying? So, this was in that same vein, but even worse because it's Deadpool and he's breaking the fourth wall and it... Did you read all... Did you read the pages? I didn't read it all, but I read enough to go, well, I would have watched this show. I mean, I already would have watched it. You tell me Deadpool animated, but so what do you I think definitely really would have watched this. What do you think really happened? It's a Fox station. He thinks it's because of racism. Yeah. Though he is on FX with Atlanta, Atlanta so yeah. I don't know. And it won a ton of awards. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like in this political climate that we're in, we are not going to do a political thing, so don't even go there. I'm just saying, I think that that station probably is like, we can't say this stuff against the president. Yeah. That's what I personally think. So I don't think it's racism, I think it's just what they said, creative differences, like... They don't, like you said, they don't want to go that route. It's yeah. not what they want to do. They will lose um, endorsements and stuff like and, that. And Deadpool's always been pop culture centric, but right. like make fun of the Marvel movies. Or, like do what Ryan Reynolds is doing, right. basically. Just do that in animated form. I mean, I'm upset because I really like Donald Glover. I think the guy's yeah. a genius. I think that that team, him on Deadpool, would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if Fox has an idea of what they want Deadpool to be, 
and it's Donald Glover has is trying to turn Deadpool into his own vision political platform. Yeah, I don't think that that's appropriate or going to go over very far. Uh, was Donald Glover brought in to write anything for Black Panther? Was that a thing? Like he went in and did. Jokes and stuff? Like, after the fact? I think he contributed to... Because he gets thanked. Um, Yeah, he came in and, like, helped for some scenes. Or a scene or something. It was just, like, the way I took it was, like, he had, like, the one-offs. Like, something about the the colonizer joke. Like, something... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just had, like, those one lines Yeah, he he had some... He punched it up a bit. Yeah. Yep. I did, because he does get a thank you in the credits. I like him. I think he does a lot of crazy good things. Um, it sucks when you see somebody that uh, you think can bring a positive spin on something, I'll leave a project. But like Dave said, I think you just create differences. I mean, call it what you will. You're saying something that we don't want to air, so we're going to find somebody else. Make your own boondocks, because we'd yes. all watch it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just do do your own animated series with whatever the hell you want to say and some station at this point yeah. will probably pick it up. I mean, the dude won Emmys. He's won, I think he won a Grammy. He's yeah. going to be in Han Solo. I mean, yeah. Like, he's pretty much at the top of his game right now. So, Chalice Gambino. Which I think he says he's dropping that. I think he said he's dropping the Chalice Gambino. Anywho, anything else you guys want to talk about as far as like what you're geeking out on? Um, I, uh, just start watching the season two of Stranger Things finally. What? Um, yeah, I know. Come on, man. I stopped. Um, I also... I stopped watching. Really? What? Yeah, I got three episodes in and I was done. I'm on, like, episode four or five right now. Um, it's pretty good. I'm geeking out on that. I also started watching Peaky Blinders, which I thought was really good. And I plan on getting back into Vikings, which I never finished watching and I thought was really I awesome. I start Vikings. It's really good. I also want to start Vikings. We're on season seven of uh, Mad Men, so hopefully we can finish that. Um, ends really well. Because then I get to um, watch Everything Sucks, because I haven't gotten a chance to watch that yet, because Kate wants to watch it. That's also good. Um, there's also a few other shows on Netflix that I really want to check out. I have a couple episodes in the Jessica Jones. I still have to watch that. Um, <clears throat> having trouble getting into it, but I'm going to try and fight through it. Um other than that, man, just video games. LB The Show just came out. Playing a lot of that. Um, that's it. I wrote a comic book called Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Kickstarter. Please check it out. Um, I am watching uh, My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's really good. <laughs> like, I didn't think I would give a shit. And I, you know, when things pop up on Netflix like, recommended for you, mm-hmm. and usually I'll do what Bob said, I'll watch the first episode or two episodes of something, and then I'm like, okay, am I into it? So I was like, eh, let me see, and then, yes, I'm into it, apparently. Um, it's a musical, the show is, but I love musicals. Um, reading, uh, they just rebooted Shadow Man for Valiant, um, so I am reading that, and then I'm finally listening to the audiobook of Lost Stars, the Star Wars novel from Claudia Gray, and it's very good, and I don't know why it took me this long to listen to it. I'm doing nothing comic book related. <laughs> um, I finally convinced my fiancé that she wants to watch uh, Grey's Anatomy, because 
it's perfect shell So you got what, like fourteen seasons? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Something. I stopped like. Yeah. Oh, I, I stopped I, at I, four. I won't lie. I still watch it, but I w- I'm current, so it's not as much of an investment. But yeah. now she is starting. I mean, she's like. She's in halfway through season three, and she's only been watching for a couple of weeks. So it's addictive. It is very addictive. Yeah, it is. I marathoned it all with my mom after she had surgery. So, and all being like, I want to say like seven seasons or something. Jeez. But um, I stopped watching when Derek died. No, I didn't know that. Spoiler alert! I don't know who Derek is. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, we also like to, we're going back and rewatching Monk. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. I did, Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, I like that show. That's like that's our, good. whenever we don't know what to do, we're just going to watch Monk. Yeah, and that's we, our catfish. We, uh, we <laughs> still watch Supernatural. Uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're still watching Supernatural. These are, all of these shows just have so many seasons. That's all the shows my wife watches. Um, I am totally addicted to Horizon. Zero Dawn, oh, currently. One of the best games ever made. Um, and when I'm not playing that, I revert back to my my love of Fallout. Um, but other than that... It's good. Alright. Well, thank you guys for being on. Can you just say goodbye and who you were again? Uh, I'm Dave. Have a good night. Stay geeky. I am Bob. Uh, geeky later. I'm Lauren. Enjoy your cinematic adventures. And this is Casey. Go to don'tforgettotoggle.com for all things news, reviews, interviews, geeky stuff, and listen to us on Radio Public and... iTunes. Yeah, we're trying to say Radio Public. Radio Public. is not as good. But <laughs> <laughs> wherever you listen to your podcast, thank you for listening, and bye.